0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Nine Circles audio thing. I am your host Dan Kaplan, and uh, we have a very awesome, very special episode to bring for you, uh, bring to you. Uh, excuse me, bring to you uh, this uh, this week. Uh, our our man Josh, uh, Josh Stewart. You'll know him. He's he's one of the like most active Nine Circlers uh, on the team. Uh, got the chance to interview Aaron Reesberg from Yob. Yob, as you know, getting ready to drop their new album, Our, Our Raw Heart, on Relapse Records. Very excited. One of the most anticipated records of the year. And Josh had the chance to sit and chat with Aaron, and and we're super pumped to bring it to you. Before we do that, Josh is here. I want to bring him on and just, just do a little chat. Josh, welcome, welcome back to the audio thing. How are you, man? Good. Good. Doing great. How's everything with you? Oh, we're good. We're good now. It's, you know, getting, getting into summer, getting into, you know, new, new metal season. Uh, So I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped. Um, Yes. Tell me, tell me about this interview. When, when did, when did you chat with Aaron? How did this, uh, how did this come up, come about?
1: Well, uh, we did the interview actually uh, yesterday, which by the time you're hearing this, it'll be here in a few days. Um, and it came about, of course, you know, we got the promo from, for, uh, for all our heart. And, um, the opportunity came up to interview one of the band members and, um, I jumped on it and it happened within a few days.
0: That's awesome.
1: um, Yeah. It was really cool. And then, uh, it started off, it was Travis and then it went to Aaron and, um, uh, talking with aaron it was it was great um very good as a yep. matter of fact um yeah it, it went great
0: awesome now you i remember i mean this is going back a little a little ways, but you had also interviewed mike uh Mike share yes. after the last yeah. album came out correct
1: yep on um, yep on um, clearing the path yes, I did absolutely so The next one will be Travis. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) we gotta, we gotta get you the trifecta. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we'll round it out. We'll round it out.
0: Yeah, now I know, I know uh, you, you've you've had the promo for for some time now. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you've, you've. Given it, you know, given it its fair shake, you know, given it, uh, you know, your, its fair share of listens. Um, how do you feel about it? Where Where do you think uh, the new album, how do you think it, it, it stacks up against the rest of Yob's just incredible uh, discography?
1: I think it stacks up amazingly well. As a matter of fact, um, well, I'll leave that one for the later in the interview because I do actually touch on how I kind of feel about this one from my standpoint. And it kind of segues into a question for Aaron.
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, we don't want to spoil but, that but here. In,
1: yeah, but but to answer your question, um, uh, I love this album for a lot of reasons. But it's a uh, it's an amazing album. Awesome,
0: awesome. Yeah, I know. I, 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 the, I have not had a chance to listen to it in full yet. Uh, I, I chalk it up to school, chalk it up to uh, getting ready for our amorphous chat, <laughs> just all manner of different yeah. different yeah. excuses. But I think, I think this is going to be my, my, uh, my impetus to, to get started with it and really, really dive into uh, to our raw heart. Um, so why don't we uh, go ahead and jump into that now? Um, Josh, thank you, uh, you know, for, uh, for, for setting this up. Um, and and I'm super pumped that we're able to bring this to our you know our our, our listeners and to the blog and everything. Uh, here it is. Let's jump into Josh's chat with Aaron Reesberg from Yob.
1: Aaron, this is Josh in Nine Circles. Good to talk to you, man. I appreciate you doing this.
2: Hey, man. Yeah.
1: Good to hear you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I've been listening to this thing uh, pretty much nonstop. Since Monica sent it over, and, Excellent. Um, you got yeah, it. Yeah, man, I tell you, it's amazing. Uh, I was, am a huge, huge fan already. Well, and, that's uh, amazing, man. Not sick of it yet? No, 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 <laughs> not at all, not in the least. Yeah, um, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. I tell you, man, I was surprised, of course, with uh, Mike's, you know, near fatal diverticulitis episode that he had. I was shocked when I first heard the news that, that this thing was gonna be coming out. It just felt quick and like it was just amazing that y'all put this thing together as fast as you did. How did you
2: come about doing doing that? Man, um, we had we had done we'd started working on the record in like late two thousand sixteen, working on the writing. We'd been touring a bunch and right at the end of the touring cycle we were just hot to start working on new material and so uh you know, we Mike had been writing stuff. We've been working on all kinds of stuff leading up, you know, in between tours and stuff. But we finally decided to take the time away from shows and start working on it. And pretty soon thereafter, man, one one Sunday in February, Mike calls up and he's like, "Yeah, guys, I'm not really feeling like practicing today." And next thing you know, like ten hours later, he's having surgery. Uh, emergency surgery and so yeah then there was like about six months that we took off and there was a, a lot of work that we were all doing on our own time but um uh, mike pretty much fleshed the rest of the songs out so when we got back together we had just this red shift and this i mean we were all very very focused and we also we were rehearsing and practicing more than I think ever like we were getting together like twice as much as usual, and uh, just demoing the stuff, trying different, trying to play things different ways, different dynamics, and uh, but there was just a a laser focus once Mike got healthy, and we were just so stoked to be playing together again. And but also we've been working on the material and uh, focusing on our own. So we were just ready to go once Mike got healthy, and it did come together very quickly. It seemed almost a little too ambitious with the the booking of the studio time, but it ended up working out pretty pretty spot on. We were we were very prepared going into the studio.
1: Yeah, so it sounds so it sounds like that uh, once you guys got back together as a band, so to speak, with with Mike out and doing better, that everything just fell into place. Versus you know having to having to make shifts here and shifts there and adjust sounds like yeah. just ready to go
2: like it, we were just ready to go we didn't have to start from square one we kind of picked up where we left off but with uh kind of a hyper focus and um you know with this we were just so stoked to still be playing music with each other and you know like i was saying getting together as much as we possibly could and it was just it just snowballed really quickly and pretty soon we had a record on our hands
1: well you know um one thing about you guys is is you know there's there's never been an issue with uh y'all being heavy but one thing i've noticed from album to album to album particularly probably the last three is that there's uh, more of a uh a weighty emotional aspect to it and particularly this one um and i and i don't know i, I think i'm just picking up on um Exercising everything that that y'all went through as a band, that Mike went through,
2: and trying to get beyond it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you can really feel that, and the music. I feel like uh, that was just real—the real emotion and what we all what we were all feeling. And I, f- I felt that during the the writing of the music. It was it was a little heavier on the emotion emotional, end this time. Um, yeah, it's it's always it's always heavy. Where we try to, it it just comes across down and heavy, kind of even when we're trying to be beautiful with the stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, uh, speaking of that, one thing
1: I picked up on first spin was uh, beauty and fallen Leagues. and and I swear that my mind went to this is marrow part two. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know, I know it's not a part two. But yeah. And I've told several people that that I feel like this is the uh the next chapter of Marrow. So I mean, you know, and again I know that y'all never been one to much embellish on, on lyrics because you want everybody to take it however they're gonna take it, but, but what was sure what was behind this track specifically? Man,
2: um Between uh, behind that track specifically, it's hard to say. You mean uh musically, lyrically or just
0: all yeah, every, yeah,
2: all all of the above. Man, we had been, you know, jamming on those riffs for, you know, about like a year. We would just play it, and uh, that's just naturally kind of what came out was like that us us just trying to play for the song and what naturally what we felt when Mike brought those riffs in, and um, you know we. I don't think we were trying to make Marrow Part 2, but I kind of know what you mean, where it has, it's kind of that, the big soulful kind of ballad crusher. <laughs> but, um, Perfect word for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of wound up that way naturally. Like it wasn't, we weren't trying to do that. And uh, it's just from us just playing it over and over and over again and giving the song and letting the music um. Just let the music take us, and it guided us to that place.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, um, it's definitely something else. Um, that one, that one hit me. I think when I the first time I heard it, when I got to that track, I think I played that one maybe six times back to back. Just, wow. I couldn't get, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't get past it. That's so I, cool. Uh, Process it.
2: That's so cool, man.
1: Thank and you. Then, uh, Oh, oh, absolutely, uh, and and even the title track, you know, it has that same vibe to it.
2: Sure, uh, a real, yeah, a
1: real good closer, real good closer.
2: Right on, man. Yeah, that the end section of that song, we were just jamming it out in the studio, and that's that's what happened during that. that that's all the same take, and we kind of added some layers, a couple layers of guitars, um, some reverb explosions, and. Then we had it we use a singing bowl. it's kind of like that kind of resonating almost like a universal hum thing it's it fades in that's a singing bowl that's kind of fading in as the song fades out and just trying to right. give it that like it's like it's taken off into the distance kind of oh, yeah. thing, but like it gives it that levitational feel
1: yes absolutely that's a that's a wicked effect
2: cool, stoked. Look to hear that, man.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It it, uh, it it hit me. It hit me pretty hard. So that, and, and I mean, that's the point. You know, even even on clearing the path, like I say with marrow, um, that one got me initially. But then seeing it live, man, that was a totally different, totally different experience.
2: That's that's so interesting, man. Yeah, we never even played or planned on playing marrow live. Really? Yeah, we we recorded it on the. You know, when, once we tracked it, it kind of grew into something. We weren't even sure exactly how it was going to end when we entered the studio, but we kind of tied tied up the loose ends in the studio and then went over the top with it uh, vocally, and it was kind of one of those songs like, ah, we'll probably not, you know, we didn't think that people would be as into that song as the other songs in the record, and we kind of went to some extremes on it. And tried some new things, and it ended up being really well received and then we started started learning it and playing it live and it was people really really like it live and it's it was unexpected and it's really really cool
1: yeah i, I the uh, the reactions i I saw you guys twice on that album tour and um both where was times, that at? uh it was both times we were in Atlanta, oh rap. Yeah, in Atlanta, Georgia. So both times, um, I, I had to survey the crowd. The, you know, the first time I took it all in and the second time I, I did notice the crowd quite a bit in both places. I mean, every once that song started middle way through towards the end, um, everybody was just standing there in awe. Nobody was doing anything. Nobody was moving. It was just, it was, it, it was just an experience.
2: That's amazing. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's a one that we we really like to play live now too. Like it feels good for us. Well, you
1: know, speaking speaking of the live aspect, um, and, and I mean, it translates so well on the album um, is how you guys communicate, you know, on stage between each other, and you know, this note to that note to. The travis's work on the drums I mean everything it's just it's it's it flows so well um and i'm I'm just curious how how do you guys look at you know once you get on stage once you get in the studio you know what goes through all your minds as you're playing this stuff do you is there any kind of focus of attack or are you just there and it just comes out
2: man some I'd say for the most part it's we've been playing together a long a really really long time and we have this natural chemistry that it just kind of comes out when we play together in a live scenario and Travis is he's such a reliably consistent drummer like you can just lean into the guy and he's going to hold it up and so I I feel like he definitely is the guiding force live and me and mike can both lean into him and he's just this very strong backbone and you know some nights you don't feel like playing a show and then as soon as we get on stage it's just it all changes and we just lock into this chemistry and uh just come we just have built this thing up over time and i don't think there's any like Direct intention for the most part, other than to just get up and do what we do, kind of thing. Just right. kind of be be ourselves, and de- we definitely want to connect with the crowd for sure. And but um, yeah, we just <laughs> lean into our drummer, and we like we like the music we're playing, and we play the songs we enjoy playing live that that people are stoked on as well. Yeah,
1: well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah well, hard to say. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's an energy. Um, you know, I've seen several bands over the years and, and, uh, there's nothing quite like the energy of a Yob show. I mean, it's just something that if, you know, if, if anybody's listening to this and reading this later, if you've never seen Yob, it, 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 you got to, cause it's a, it's definitely an experience.
2: Thank you, brother. Uh,
1: Well, it's a, Let's talk about you for a minute. You're also in uh, Norska, right? Yep. So, so how how different is the experience between Norska and Job?
2: Um As far as performing or writing, yeah, but, or yeah,
1: I guess the the whole thing. Yeah, the uh, whole thing. Whole, yeah.
2: So man, Norska, we're all. My brother is in the band, and uh, we've been playing playing music together forever. And, uh, we're all just very old friends as well. And, um, it's a double guitar attack. So there's a lot more double guitar work and harmony stuff happening. And I feel like the bass plays a slightly different role in that band, which is really cool. Um, you know, I can, in Yob, we're trying to make things sound as big as we can between three people. So sometimes that means laying back a little more or, you know, locking in different ways. Whereas with Norska, it's about, uh, you know, I get, I'm holding down these two guitar players and they'll also, I can harmonize with one of the guitar players while one of the other guitar players is holding down the rhythm or, um, you know, I do a couple of bass solos, which, cause there's room for it, cause there's enough weight between the two guitars. Um, also, you know, vocally, I feel like it's a little more kind of like menacing, sort of vicious approach. Uh As far as the vocals and, and the music in general, it's a little more like razor, a little more cutting. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, it feels so much differently playing with those guys than I do with Yob. Yob is, just feels, has a bigger feel, and uh I get this like levitational feel when I play with Mike and Travis, and it's a little more aggressive and with uh with norska like a more uh tightly tighter wound mm-hmm. and uh kind of meaner feeling, I guess All right but uh, yeah, I do a lot of the songwriting in Norska as well as far as like, you know, creating a skeleton for a song. So it's uh, about, it's different than filling in, you know, a song that Mike wrote, you know, finding what works melodically with the bass between guitars and vocals. So, yeah, very, very different approaches. It's a cool challenge.
1: Well, and that was kind of, that was kind of leading up to my next one is, is is there anything specific in your, you know, writing approach or playing or mind process that you take from one and lend to the other or vice versa?
2: Yes, very much so. I think once I started playing with Mike and Travis, I was was a, a really aggressive player and I tended to overplay a little bit and I learned a lot of patience and a lot of perspective from playing in Yob and um, I got like a longer a longer vision which carried in the Northka for me as we progressed into the next record and um, yeah I learned to have a, a wider perspective, a wider vision of the entire song and of what everybody else is doing and not be quite as in my own My own place, like get out, get be able to see the bigger picture, easier. That makes sense. It does. And um, yeah, that was one of the biggest things I've learned from playing with Mike and Travis is that I I feel like I I just have that now. And yeah, that's probably the biggest amount of growth I've done since joining Yab is learning patience with within songs and when to lay in and when to when to lay off and not just lay in all the time yeah
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> i can I, I understand that for sure yeah well is it is it tough juggling the two or does all the schedules just kind of match out to where it's never been an
2: issue it really has never been an issue uh yob's a lot busier than norska and um we don't Norska doesn't do a whole lot of touring and uh everybody's got pretty busy lives. Whereas with Yab we're we're more focused and consistent with our regimen, you know, we're we're getting together every Sunday or, you know, a couple times a week and um we're really consistent and busier. But it's never been a problem with for Norska because we don't really tour a whole lot, I guess. Right yeah
1: well how did you um how did you get into playing bass um and to start with or did you start somewhere else originally
2: (laughs) that's funny man i have my my brother to thank for that my dad took us to see acdc on the ball breaker tour oh man and yeah and my brother and i on the way home my dad's lifted chevy blazer we're like we want guitars I think we were like eleven. I was like eleven at the time, and we twelve. And my dad, Dustin's like, "Well, I'm going to play guitar, so you got to play bass." <laughs> so, so, so my dad, yeah, he, he decided that I was going to play bass, and I'm still playing bass.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's that's a trip.
2: You can't both be guitar players. You got to play bass.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, you got to got to split it up yep <laughs> For
2: and and uh we just and honestly my brother was a i'd say the the biggest inspiration we kept he was showing me all kinds of music and always just obsessing about bands and going to shows and then you know i was like his his co-pilot and that's how i met travis and mike was through my brother and um we became friends and about, you know, the I, I met Travis when I was like thirteen, I think, and we're just we're wow. just old friends, but I met a lot of the people that I'm still close friends with and play music with through my brother. And uh he told me to play bass and <laughs> <laughs> And I did.
1: Well well what was his reaction when you uh got together with him the first time and said, Oh yeah, hey,
2: by the way, I'm in Yahweh now Yeah. It, he was stoked, man. He's, he's, you know, the, Mike and Travis are two of his best friends. They already were very, very close. So it was a natural kind of fit. I still, I still try, had to try out and everything, but I knew a good chunk of Yob material just from we'd go to their band practices and hang out with them. And um back when Asamu was still playing bass, and so we already had a history with them. But it seemed like a natural fit to him, I think. But he was definitely happy, stoked for me. <laughs> he wishes he would have played bass, started playing bass instead of guitar.
1: <laughs> I was, th- I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah! I guarantee you that's come up a few times over family dinner. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Dustin, why did you pick guitar? <laughs> you know,
1: exactly
2: Angus Young, that and Malcolm. Oh, man. That's fun. Still still his two heroes and two of mine too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good ones. For sure. Yep.
1: Well, now that uh now that our raw heart is what, two weeks out roughly now. How does it feel yeah. knowing that it's done, ready to go, and everybody's getting ready to hear it? Is it is it great? Are you ecstatic?
2: And I'm I'm feeling ecstatic. I I didn't listen to it for a chunk of time. I kind of put it down, and we're, we're, I was feeling a little too close to it, you know, listening to the mixes and then the masters and feeling like, okay, we all think it's in a good place, and I think we're all kind of sick of it. And um, after, you know, I put it on about, like, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, okay, we did it. We, I feel really good. I don't think I've been happier with um a job record that I've played on and I had that feeling listening to it. I'm like, cool, we it is good. We did you did a good job and I, I'm excited for people to hear it, man. That made me even more excited to get it out there and to share it. Play it live and we've been practicing those songs and practice just doing nothing but that material and it feels really good in practice and just can't wait to play it live in that energy, that capacity.
1: Yeah, and and you're closing in on a pretty good-sized tour coming up, too.
2: Yeah, man, we got 28 shows in the States and um, we're going to do a little West Coast trip in September and head to Europe in October, stay through November. Yeah, man, we're about to get get not to get busy again. It feels good. So it, oh yeah. So it's going
1: to be the typical job when, when they go on tour, they do it hard. Yep. Exactly. Well, man, that's great. I'm, like I say I'm glad it's coming out. Um, and, and I've, I've talked to a couple of people and, um, you know, um, and talking about your past work and all that. And, and, I, I'm after hearing this and, you know, like I say, after seeing you guys live and all, um, if I was going to point anybody to one album that says, okay, this is Yob," I really believe I would pick this one because it sounds like, wow. I mean, seriously, because it sounds like everything that has come, you know, everything's come before, um, the three of y'all's playing and the way this thing came out, it just clicked perfectly. And not that it happened before. It's just this one, this one is this one just clicked. Um, so I don't Man, know that's... if if somebody were to ask you, um, who is Yob, where would you point him?
2: Man, I guess uh
1: That's a crappy question, but I that, it is. <laughs> I would
2: say Unreal Never Lived because I I just I loved that record. That's been my favorite Yob record for a long time. But um that given, I I could say this one, like this is the best representation of the band as it has been for the last decade. And it's, I feel like we've never been happier as far as I know, as far as, you know, Mike, Mike's alive. We're still playing music together and there's this, we had this big triumphant, um, you know, we we're, we we did not know if we'd actually make this record and then, we were able to make something that I think we were able to go beyond our expectations with. And it is like very representative of the band as we are. It's what we've been striving for is like an album that we were this happy with. So I'd say overall we're happiest with this record. Maybe out of all of them.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it shows it does. In, in the way it came out
2: that was a very long-winded answer to that yeah, I, would, <laughs> I would i would say i would like to say this record but uh i'd say this one in unreal never lived for me yeah okay yeah that's
1: fair that's fair
2: that's absolutely <laughs> fair
1: yeah that was a put you on the
2: spot question not fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> that means a lot to me that, that you feel that way though that's Let's yeah, it it uh, yeah, it
1: definitely struck a chord. I mean, you know, that they all have, um, but th- this one specifically, you know, knowing what knowing what led up to this album it even makes it more so. What was that? I'm sorry. I said, you know, even everything that led up to this album, um, you know, it really it makes it more so. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, everything you guys went through and and now, hey, you're back. You know, that's great.
2: Yeah. And Mike's Mike's doing very, very well. He's feeling strong. And hopefully we can keep him strong or he can stay strong during the tour. But we got yeah, we got really really good feeling about things. Well that's great. But thank you, man. That means the world to me to hear that from you by the way oh shay you're welcome hey listen y'all did all the work
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so thank you for that
2: yes yeah we 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 worked our asses off on this one (laughs) i feel like it paid off all
1: right man well listen um that's about it for me um you got anything else you want to add to it
2: um no not that i can think of um that's kind of it for now.
1: All right. Well, good deal, man. Well, listen, uh, good luck once the new album comes out officially, and good luck out on the road. Thank you, brother. Um, and uh, we'll definitely be out there supporting.
2: Awesome. Can't wait to make it to Atlanta.
1: Hey, I can't wait for you to come to Atlanta. I'll
2: definitely yeah. be there. Right on, man. We'll hang.
1: All right. Sounds good.
2: All right, man. Well, Cheers. Thanks for right, the chat. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you taking the time. Of course. My pleasure. Thank
0: right. you. Awesome. Awesome chat. Um Josh, any any final thoughts on on your your chat with Aaron on your your um just the, this experience on yab on any anything you want to say here.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and I and I um I know that there's a lot of people probably sitting there going, man, he nerded out it, but you is one of my favorite bands and have been for a long, long time. So anytime I get the chance to chat with any one of them, uh, I'm going to take it. There's no, no questions about it. Uh, just to dive into their head and get a little bit more information about, um, you know, their music and how they approach it and what they think about it. Um, and chatting with Aaron was great. It was easy. It was like, I mean, it was like if I were to just call you up one day and talk about beers or something, it was
0: it was easy, and and he was, he was great.
1: He was really good. Um, it, it was a great chat.
0: The one thing, the one thing I remember because I I know how into Yob you are. I know I, you've you've interviewed Mike. I remember you wrote about about Midian, about his his side project from Yob's hiatus. I mean, I know this is a band that is near and dear to you. Um, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> I remember. I remember not long after you chatted with Mike a couple years ago. I remember I had my interview with Devin Townsend, and I was just a big ball of nerves. Uh, we talked about about casualties of cool and stuff like that, and I remember just going into it, just freaking out, like like yeah, like what do I say? Did you ever did you did you have that going into this at all? Was this was this well, a, a nerve wracking experience, or was it just you know just exciting, like just thrilling?
1: You know, this this, this one, to be honest with you, I, I was exactly that for when I talked to Mike Shot, I mean, I'm, I can't even tell. I, well, let's just put it this way. It's a good thing that that wasn't a podcast and that everybody got to read it versus listen because, <laughs> man, I was a sack of nerves. Right? <laughs> and, and and a little bit more, you know, kind of that way when I did the uh, train theme with Ryan McKinney. Um, okay. Not quite as bad, but I, this time I set out and I said, okay, for this one, I, I'm going to do everything I can do not to be nervous. I'm just not going to really think about it. I'm just going to approach it like a conversation, and, you yeah, know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great.
0: Well, and, you uh, had, and you had probably, that experience under your belt. You know, they're good dudes. Maybe maybe did yeah. that may, made it a little easier.
1: Yeah, yeah, that definitely helped. But, yeah, you know, I'd say, I'd say within the first uh, two minutes, you know, first little exchange came out between us and – uh first question and you know kind of the way he responded that was it nerves are gone and we're good to go
0: there you go awesome well it came out great um josh thank you thank you so much again for for putting this together and and um you know just talking with aaron i'm 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 super pumped and now i you know just having this extra context going into the album i'm like i'm even even more thrilled now so um, Absolutely. Very cool, very cool. Our Raw Heart comes out uh Friday, June 8th, Relapse Records. Get it on Bandcamp, get it, you know, iTunes. However, however you get your music, stream it on Spotify. I'm sure it'll be there too. Um but uh yeah, support Yab because because Yab is love. Am I right?
1: That's right. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: all righty josh i know you're a busy guy i'm gonna let you get back to your your work day but uh thank you for taking time to uh you know to a get this interview together and be you know take the time to uh chat with me here do this little intro um we will uh we will talk to you soon all right man appreciate it dude. all right take care buddy
1: all right see you
0: please hang up and try again Folks at home, we are just about to wrap it up, but I gotta do the usual call-outs. Uh, our website ww.ninecircles.co, facebook.com slash nine circles blog, Twitter and Instagram at underscore nine circles. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, we are currently on Google Play Stitcher tune in we are working on that elephant in the room we are working on itunes or apple Podcasts, as it's called now we're not quite approved yet no idea what is taking them so long but um, we uh, will have an update for you as soon as possible that's the best i can say hopefully sooner rather than later but uh, we are working on your apple podcast uh, some people have been able to download us via apple Podcasts, but for my phone it doesn't really show up so I don't know what's going on there, but um, we uh, we are working on it. So in the meantime, if you have an Android device, good for you. If you use Stitcher, good for you, right? right we're working on it okay and of course the email nine circles blog at gmail.com reach out to us with uh anything promos for your band or content ideas if you want to write for us whatever you do that's how you reach us so we would love to hear from you uh that'll about do us i want to thank josh again for uh you know preparing and you know taking the time to interview aaron i want to thank aaron and the yob family for taking the time to chat with us uh this was awesome our raw heart friday june 8th on relapse records check it out until then this has been the nine circles audio thing i am your host dan kaplan and we will talk to you soon bye